And so I like I've not seen any marketing. I think those ones were actually just direct the garbage can. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that show up on like Amazon Prime, and you're like, I was just say those are the ones where it's like the mo- it's the movie studio just making these, but it's definitely a friend for something. Like, yeah, that's money laundering films if there ever were yeah. ones. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They didn't even use any of the lore that they set up in the second mommy. Like, I don't even know why they bothered. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the Scorpion King. I believe I have it on special edition Blu-ray. Oh yeah, you did. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. It came in a box set that I haven't been able to watch because our Blu-ray player doesn't work. Yep. You should probably just get that PS4 and cut your losses. I mean, yeah, it's just. I know. I bet that like the second i buy a ps4 it'll be like a month later they're like ps5s are in stock everywhere everybody can buy one now we'll buy it and then don't open it and then you can return he's it. not gonna just leave it in a box but that doesn't solve you're you're asking him dvds yeah you're asking him to try and trick the universe i feel like that doesn't end well no it never ends well that ends with like a toilet being smacked like careened at your head from space <laughs> What is some Final Destination shit? Like, he got an Xbox or a PlayStation 5 when he wasn't supposed to, and now he's going to die by toilet? (laughs) That technically is a Dead Like Me reference, but yes. The universe has rules, and when you try try and find a work around those rules... All right, hello and welcome to Monster Pod, the pod about monsters. Yep. (laughs) You have forgotten how to introduce these, haven't you? I'm having a low-energy day, and it's been a long time since we've done, like, an actual episode, because I'm pretty sure I did not do well introducing the last, like, the <laughs> prologue episode either. Any of them? It's Ever. like... <laughs> it's like skiing. Like, you don't do it for a while, you forget how to... I don't know, I've never been skiing. <laughs> it's like going to the gym. If you don't do it for a long time, it's always harder when you try to get back on the horse. I don't know why you're riding a horse in a gym. It's a horse gym. Huh. Mm-hmm. You're doing the gym wrong. <laughs> no, it's J I M. It's some guy named Jim who owns a corral. <laughs> so you're riding a dude named Jim next to a horse. <laughs> Have you told Travis you yet? Literally, you literally walked right the fuck into that. Like, you <laughs> cheated right up. I don't know why you're surprised. So I'm Emily. Um, I I play Bree, the dog. She's a dog now. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Bree's a dog. <laughs> I'm also the keeper of monsters and secrets, <laughs> like Jim. hello i'm travis not jim and i play buddy norman your friendly neighborhood bigfoot are are we unsure about the bigfoot part now or you've been unsure about the Bigfoot? i'm unsure about what i am all right well well, he's having an existential crisis sarah (laughs) um i'm sarah i play thomas and key she is the spooky and i'm sadie i play jimmy he is no longer the initiate kind of hard to be in an alternate dimension. I mean, they were going to kill him, too, so, you know. Yeah, no, they were definitely. Kind of rude. Yeah. You mean, just, like, kick him out. I don't think when you're a part of an ancient secret sect, you have the option of just being kicked out. No, I, I believe it's out. John Wick rules. Yeah, I think it's either you're in or you're dead. I don't think those are the only two options. And that's why you should never join a secret sect. That's that's the only reason, yeah. The only one. I I find it hard to believe that they actually exist. You know, I don't think dance. people in groups that big can keep a secret. No. Yeah, I mean, look at the Freemasons. Someday I'll do an afternoon to fight episode about the Freemasons, but not right now. No, <laughs> no, let's not invite that on ourselves. 
Yeah, that's how you get a whole bunch of angry white men in your mentions again. Mm. Mm. That's that's an easily searchable the yeah. The SEO on that, no thank you. Yeah, we can't change the title of that one to get people <laughs> off of our asses. <laughs> Unless we retitled it like episode 105, Super Secret Boy Club. And then you get a whole other group of people that you don't want. <laughs> Anyway, so um, last we left you guys, you had been uh, elevated into an alternate dimension um, with the task of rescuing Prince K from another alternate dimension, of which there are many. Um, but it was given the stipulation that you have to do a couple things before you get the spell to save him. So we need to... Shit. What was the thing I no. had to do? Look at the... I mean, I guess I could go do that. <laughs> Just a little bit more than that. Um, <laughs> weirdly, the manor house you were uh, transported in, one bathroom. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. I think I specifically said it had at least three bathrooms. <laughs> but you have all told Buddy there is only one bathroom. <laughs> For Jimmy and Thomas's sake, please. <laughs> yeah, Buddy thinks the only bathroom is the one in his his room. The other two have keys that Buddy doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> a very well thought out house actually it's not just you guys in the house um there's also brie who is, is a, dog. a dog now <laughs> <laughs> i won't ever get over that lil hicks your new um tech guy and uh luna so we're gonna have nothing but dildo based accessories um he'd probably like you guys to know he has not once touched a dildo <laughs> except on special occasions and bank holidays that doesn't surprise me uh you see he is from the midwest he is way too repressed to... Yeah, he's a Midwestern farmer's son. So, I don't even know where the freshwater dildos thing came yeah, from. I'm just now realizing that his dad did not run a sex shop in town, which is what my brain had remembered. He ran I think diner. it's more the fact that Hicks rhymes with dicks. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the entire joke. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe the name of the diner that his family ran was Big Hicks. Yeah, and wasn't the joke that... There was a sex shop in the back or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't do any of those things. Uh, he's just very good with uh, weapons and uh, technology. So <laughs> congratulations. He's your less sarcastic TJ. <laughs> oh, Miss TJ. Oh, Tej. He made good pants. <laughs> but did he Great make good fanny even. packs? <laughs> um, yeah, you each got a gift as well. So we want to recap, uh, buddy. Oh, I got my jar of infinite nugs. All right. That wasn't the, the actual highlight, but. <laughs> oh, that's all I remembered. That's you what did... I wrote down. No, you got a fanny pack. of. Oh, things. I did write that one down, too. It holds my nugs. I actually forgot about the fanny pack. You did get a jar of infinite <laughs> nugs, though. <laughs> Serviced exclusively by the interdimensional nug gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have a quest to find a new friend. <laughs> Sarah. I got a remote. You got a garage door opener and a crystal ball. That's right. I forgot about the crystal ball. <laughs> Look, it's been two weeks. And uh, Sadie. I got a leather jacket, an armored leather jacket. Yeah, so all all new gifts. The nugs was just a joke, but I guess that's something <laughs> we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So you guys have been there for, I don't know, a few days. What have you been up to? I have a jar. Of infinite nugs. All right, we know what Buddy's been doing. Buddy has been high <laughs> for several days. Which isn't anything new. 
No. Just a new level of high, I have to assume <laughs> that, you know, replenishing nugs of weed will be top shelf. He's definitely gotten more inventive. <laughs> well, he's got, it's just like infinite, you, there's just so many options. You you gotta try new stuff. And he's currently working on building the world's biggest bong, where he has just uh, bought a bunch of, uh, like, hamster tube things. How? How? He's in an interdimensional house in the middle of nowhere. I found the interdimensional Sky Mall magazine. <gasps> <laughs> and I've crafted myself a housewide bong. Anyways, um, what has... Can uh, I roll for bong? Nope. <laughs> um, so it just works then. Roll me a d20. Well, I have to find one of those. Oh, if you don't humor one. him occasionally, then it builds up and it all comes out at once. So you have to let it out sporadically so it's not overwhelming. It's an eight. Eight foot bong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, that's what a- pretty impressive. Jimmy, what have you been doing? Probably going through all of the like lore books to try and figure out how the fuck that thing in the garage works. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was um, going to say... Thomason's probably on that too. So between that and uh, tapping your crystal ball to see if it works. All right. So we're gonna start with both of you. Roll plus sharp. Oh boy, what is my plus sharp? I got a nine. I got thirteen. Okay, Thomason, you've been staring at your crystal ball more than you've been reading, and uh, you don't really come up with. A ton. Sometimes you get like weird flashes in the crystal ball, but nothing that you could make out. Um, and the garage door opener doesn't seem to open when you you press it. Uh, Jimmy, Annoying. you found a book about interdimensional portals section titled "Conditional Portals," um, and you know that it will show itself when help is needed. Okay. All right, so uh, yep, you guys have been there, let's say, about four days. Thomason, you're in your room looking at your crystal ball. Uh, roll plus weird. Eight. What is your plus weird? Uh, three. You rolled a five? Uh-huh. Damn. I know. I, it sucks. But I've got a good, like, modifier, so it makes it okay. I mean, it's a six-sided die, so five is pretty good. I it's guess. two well, six-sided yep, yep, dice. Yep, yep, yeah, it is two. three and a two. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, here... Here we go. Have um, we all forgotten how to find <laughs> I literally just finished reading the books. I was going to say, you also like don't typically have to roll dice, so I'm not going to pretend that as soon as you told me to roll something, I picked up a single die and then said, wait, I need to. All right, so, uh, Thomason, you are staring into your crystal ball one day, doing whatever sort of stuff you usually do when you, I don't know what your process is. Um, I, I expect she is... Well, she probably doesn't have phone service, does she? I was going to say, I really picture her, like, on her phone in one hand, and it's, like, tipped up against a crystal ball. <laughs> She's just kind of doom-scrolling. Unfortunately, no cell towers in the mid-realm. We don't have some sort of weird interdimensional Twitter? How is she supposed to, how is she supposed to get on Twitter? She be on there. <laughs> just seeing a bunch of tweets from, like, goblins having, like, <laughs> raves and mushroom kingdoms or whatever. Yes, unfortunately... There's no cell service, but you can still play games. <laughs> oh, good. So, yeah, she is playing uh, Candy Crush <laughs> with her phone. She my mother still fall. <laughs> so you're you're sitting there minding your own goddamn business, trying to see into the future, and um, all of a sudden, 
your head starts to hurt very badly, and you get a nosebleed. But it's been a while. The crystal ball starts to... Here's a question. What color would you consider Thomason's magic? I mean, kind of like a purpley black? Okay. Very cool. So your crystal ball starts to glow this purpley black color. And in it, you see a lot of just gray mist. But you can make out a blonde woman with her back, I guess, to the camera. Is it me? The interdimensional camera. It's not you. You know it's not you. The hair is different. The clothes are different. You can see that she is reading a book and practicing a spell. And as you are staring at this, um, you notice the garage door remote begin to vibrate like it's one of those um, things they give you at the Olive Garden to let you know that your table is ready. (laughs) Finally, breadstick time. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what you that's what you get. All right, well, I'm going to go uh, pick that uh, remote up and go find Jimmy and Buddy. Jimmy, Buddy, what are you doing? Well, Buddy's taking a massive rip. I was going to say, I'm assuming Buddy is smoking. I was, was going to guess library and bong. Yeah, pretty much. Bong I think isn't that, a room. <laughs> I think that bong has become too large for just Buddy to use, so hopefully Jimmy is helping me with that. <laughs> That's not going to go well. <laughs> How did you die in your first mission on season three? Well, Buddy and Jimmy were stoned off their fucking asses. <laughs> Thomas was the only one left alive. And that doesn't bode well for anyone. Nope. <laughs> Jimmy wanted to see if we could smoke a grenade. We tried. It didn't work. I love how it's Jimmy wanted to see if we could smoke a grenade. It's not a thing that Buddy Well, was. Buddy immediately went along with it. Like, there was zero hesitation on Buddy's side. It was like, yeah! Like, Jimmy, who knows how grenades work? <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Anyways. Thomason, you go find them? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing she probably finds Jimmy first. <laughs> Since he is actually in a room and not in a bong. In a state of mind. <laughs> he probably has really been thinking about just going to find Buddy, because you probably just smell... We like I better go make sure he's okay. Do you just find which half of the mansion is just like covered in just thick smoke? Basically. And I assume <laughs> that he's been like his head buried in books for so long that he's like, I can't stick straight anymore. So maybe <laughs> uh, today is Bri- the day. Bree is asleep on her bed by the desk. <laughs> is it a nice cushy bed? Yeah. It's a lot smaller right. than you would expect, though. Like, there are bigger beds in the house, but that's the one that she's chosen. <laughs> Um, okay, so she's gonna walk into the library and she's gonna hold the uh, the thingy up, the remote up above. Still vibrating. Two words. Yeah, and say, "Hey, our table's ready." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Buddy comes stumbling in. Dope. I could eat. <laughs> now we're gonna have to find an Olive Garden in like the fucking parallel dimension. See what you've done. God, I really want soup and salad. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if the garage door opens up to anything useful this time, because apparently somebody needs help. Um, (laughs) Also, just to clear anything up, you and Bree have had a discussion about how um, she will, for the most part, be staying at the house to supervise the actual children that uh, are now your your team. So, Oh, yeah, they're not. Are they, aren't they adults? I thought, like, little Hicks was, like, 30. I mean, so basically the same age as Jimmy. 
Yeah. Yeah, actual children. <laughs> um, plus, Bree is a dog and doesn't have thumbs and can't hold a gun, so, you know. He's not super helpful <laughs> at this nope. point in time. But he has thumbs and he probably can't hold a gun. We are all very happy for that. <laughs> he can hold a sword, though. He shouldn't. He should not. You still remember the Katana incident, so. <laughs> um, Alright, so you guys head out to the garage. Yep, it's it's still the garage. The garage door hasn't opened or anything. Uh, Jeep is still there. I press the button. Oh, wouldn't you know it? The garage door opens. <gasps> I did yeah, it. That works. Okay, so the garage door opens to reveal um, a gray swirling mist, but you can hear... Uh, the sound of like a city kind of through the mist, uh, people talking. And the longer you stare at it, it kind of like through it, you can see a street start to form, but nothing that you can make out for certain. So do we just jump in the Jeep and go? I mean, I guess like, let's make sure we have like all of our items first, but yeah, seems like it's an actual portal for once. So. Yeah, maybe go get some guns or something, just in case. <laughs> I assume I assume Jimmy has assembled a go bag for the garage at this point. Like his little Jansport filled with knives? It's probably not a Jansport, but yeah, basically. All right, so Jimmy has a go bag. Thomason, do you need anything? No, nah, I think she doesn't really carry much stuff with her, to be honest. Buddy? She probably packs a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I think I technically do have a gun. Yeah, Buddy just fills his pockets full of Cheetos. Does he have his uh, infinite uh, fanny pack? Not infinite. <laughs> yes, there's the fanny pack, and there is the jar of nugs inside the fanny pack. And probably, well, I guess I can't oh, fit no, my bong in there. Oh, no, you too big. I did. So I have two feet of bong sticking out of the fanny pack. <laughs> collapsible like the one from cabin in the woods i was gonna say i I feel like that's the best use of your time is to make a collapsible one (laughs) well i know what little hicks is gonna be working on while i'm gone i have a project for him (laughs) he's never seen a weed before (laughs) well it's gonna be oh have you been to a small town what the fuck else is there for them to do there is nothing else to do he's just out there just smoking weed fresh water picking dildos I'm imagining him in, like, a pair of, like, chest-high waders and, like, a big net. (laughs) (laughs) It's just these, like, like, little rubber dicks are just, like, swimming around in the water. Just, like, hopping out and just, like, wiggling. Yeah, I pictured it like the salmon run. Yeah. And Lil Hicks is the bear. Just big rubber penises. Anyways, um, (laughs) all right, so you guys have your stuff assembled. You meet back in the garage. Portal still being all portally. You, You guys are getting in the Jeep? Yep. Okay. Yep. Jimmy probably jumped into the driver's seat while others collected their things since he's... Buddy definitely jumped into the backseat area and is standing up on top of the Jeep. <laughs> Thomason probably started for the passenger side seat, thought, oh no, like... It's like a Jurassic Park Jeep, not an off-roading metal roll bar Jeep. I was thinking more of, like, Barbie Jeep. No. <laughs> it's a Jeep, like, brand name... Jeep. Yeah, they have many different vehicles. It's just a Jeep Jeep. <laughs> Basically, I, I feel like see- everybody should be inside of the Jeep while we're going into a portal. Just Thomason calls shotgun, let's go! <laughs> it's an enclosed black Jeep. It's like the Jurassic Park Jeeps, but black and not from 1992. <laughs> just a 
establishing that, I guess. I didn't <laughs> think that was going to be... Anyway. It doesn't even have, like, a moon roof, or... It has a moon roof. Well, then, Buddy's out of that. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. All right. We are going to get arrested the minute we hit the street. <laughs> so, you guys... um Drive forward at a responsible speed, I assume. You don't just go flooring it into interdimensional portals. No, no, not I mean, I feel like you would kind of need to, right? I would want to, like, pick up some momentum. I don't know if it's like platform nine and three quarters, where (laughs) if you don't do it fast, you lose your nerve. (laughs) Um, So you drive into it, and for about 30 seconds, it feels like you're nowhere. And it is very hard for you to put words to that feeling but you know very distinctly that you are nowhere whatever that means in your heart that's deeply upsetting Mm -hmm. (laughs) but after uh, those 30 seconds you feel uh pavement underneath the tires so the the feeling of the road is back um it's a little bumpier than you would have expected and the gray mist dissolves into a slightly less thick gray fog and it's night but you can see the cobbled sidewalks and dirt street um, illuminated by lamps lining the road. So it, it's a busy street. Um, it's lined with shops that cover everything from Ephraim Plum's dry goods to one that just has a hand-painted sign that says it's the druggist. And the uh, men are waistcoated with pocket watches, and the ladies have bustles that look like they can't sit down in them. And you are in the middle of this street in a modern Jeep. So you're gathering some attention. Well, we're about to be burned at the stake. Where are we? (laughs) Is there any sort of, like, helpful panel in the Jeep that tells us what fucking year it is? No. (laughs) Great. Um, Everyone, roll plus sharp. Well, that's an eight. Eleven. I got a nine. All right. So, Thomason and Buddy, you, you have no fucking idea. Um, Jimmy, you... It's old-timey days. <laughs> you are... You have your ears turned on. You're doing your I'm-ready-for-everything-man stuff, unlike the other two who have been ready for absolutely nothing. I'm saying it's a very good thing that I'm here right now. <laughs> um, and you hear a horn sound, uh, but it's not coming from the street, and you look up through the moonroof, and above you, you see a bright, white, zeppelin-like thing cruising overhead. And um, as you're staring up at that, you hear another horn that is much closer, and you manage to look down in time to see a car uh, swerve around you. But it is not a car that you'd expect. It is uh, a very old-looking, wacky, racist-style, old-timey car. And you can tell from... racist-style? Wacky races, like the old cartoon... Dick Dastardly? Penelope Pitstop? Nothing? No. Nope. Not ringing a bell. This is the thing you made up in your head. It is not! (laughs) Was this a fever dream you had? Clearly. Obviously. It's the only answer. If all three of us don't know. Can't believe. I don't know if Sarah will get this, but y'all remember the Nevers? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she had a car? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that one. Okay. Okay. It's an old-timey car lots of gears and cogs and shit okay so we're in some steampunk shit yes and going back to the description for jimmy's plus sharp roll um jimmy as it is swerving around you honking its horn you notice that it has the words chicago pd stenciled on the side of the door that's fun so really what it does say we don't like people that aren't white on the side of the door 
All right. Well, we're in Chicago. That's fun. There's a Zeppelin. Buddy leans over to the two of you and goes, is weed legal in Chicago? Not at this point in time. Damn it. (laughs) I have weed on me. (laughs) We know. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy is furiously trying to stuff the last two feet of his bong back into his fanny pack. So what does this put us at? Like the 30s? Cars? Anytime after 1900? I'm thinking Zeppelin, I think, is the 30s. Yeah. Early 1900s. Who is just the least weird for, I guess, Thomas and I'm a woman. So you're fucked. (laughs) Uh, It's you. You are a white man. (laughs) Um, Is there like a child waving a paper anywhere? (laughs) Tell me what day it is. Roll investigate a mystery, I guess. Uh, extra, extra, something about Hitler. That's not helpful. That's a five. No, Jimmy. <laughs> There's no child. What else do you want me to do in this situation? Um, did any of you go to college? <laughs> no? I went to school for fucking theater. <laughs> no, I mean your characters. <laughs> No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think, I don't, I'm pretty sure Thomason didn't finish high school, actually, now that I remember. Think about it. Jimmy grew up in a sect. <laughs> Something we'll have to unpack later. Um. That's why she can't swim. She didn't finish high school. <laughs> you know how you learn how to swim in your senior year? Totally. I would definitely say Buddy went to college. Okay, no, no, Buddy, Buddy, roll me, um... Well, Buddy didn't uh, go to any classes. I feel like we might be getting hung up on the year a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Buddy, roll plus sharp. Uh, yeah, five. Oh my god. Okay, no, you guys have no fucking idea what year it is. You're in the car. <laughs> let, let, let's staring. just go with it. I, I assume eventually we will get enough context clues to figure that one out. But uh, in the meantime... Is there like an alley or something where I can park? The jeep to hide it so that we are not completely. Yeah, that would be quite, quite, quite wise. If you look to your right, there is an alley that has a decent amount of width to it. Okay, let's go to there. Park in the jeep. Pretty much, and then. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna make you roll to park. (laughs) Considering I don't drive in real life. I mean, Sarah doesn't do magic in real life, but I don't think it's ever stopped her. So. Be super helpful if this jeep was at all magical and could give us clothes so that Thomason doesn't get immediately thrown in jail for being indecent. Hey, I'm wearing probably tights or something. I don't know. Yeah, they can see your legs. That's indecent. (laughs) And Um, I think you guys have not grasped the fact that this is also an alternate dimension. Yeah, fair. You guys just hanging out in the alley, out of the Jeep? Well, I don't know what the next step is for us to, like, figure out. I was just making sure you were out of the car. Yeah. I should mention, uh, that crystal ball... I saw someone in it. Maybe we should be looking for her? She was doing magic or some shit. As you're expressing the sentiment to the group, um, uh, Thomason, you are nearly bowled over by a large man in a black wool coat. Um, He is in the process of taking a bag from a small blonde woman who is yelling, but not getting any attention from people in the area. Hey, what the fuck? He looks at all of you, and uh, you can tell that he's deciding that you're not worth it and goes back to trying to take the bag from the girl. He pulls her further down the alley where it's kind of hard to see anything. Uh, Before he's able to do that, Buddy's going to try to just lift him up by the back of his coat and just hold him there. 
Because I see him trying to rob from a lady, and Buddy's whole thing is protecting people. Buddy gonna protect. Uh, you're gonna need to take minus one for all of the weed and your reaction. Like, your, it slows your reaction time. Okay. <laughs> didn't do good. Can I roll to help, hmm. though? I don't think it's gonna help. Uh, no, you can't help this. I got a four. Oh, no, I can't help that. <laughs> Um, so he pulls her further down the alley and you can't really make out what's happening. Um, and buddy, you tried to grab him, but you kind of just got the air as he was moving too fast for you to catch him. Yeah, he was actually moving inhumanly fast, as you all notice. Hmm. He pulls her down the alley and it is hard to see anything, but you all see a flash of pink light and a dark shape slamming against the man, knocking him into the wall. Uh, so she manages to get up and start running back down towards you, but he does still have her bag and takes off running down the other side of the alley. Well, what the fuck was that? She is, I'm going to say, about six feet away from you. She's breathing kind of hard and is freaked out, so I don't know if she necessarily knows that you're there. I guess he's just gone. Like, the bag, there's no hope of getting the bag at this point. Yeah, and as he was running away, you noticed that he was definitely moving faster than a normal human being would. Mm. So she starts to... um go back down the alley and uh, picks up the trash can that she had thrown at him and, like, sets it upright, and you can tell that she is very upset. Um, Thomason's just gonna yell out, hey, are you alright? And then immediately feels stupid, because that was a dumb question. Yeah, you scare the shit out of her, she drops the trash can, it's a loud noise, and she yells back, um, no? Emily, do I recognize her? Um, she is blonde and small. Hmm. I guess that's probably all the frame of reference. So you got the back of her, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got the back and it wasn't a great role. <laughs> Anything we can do to help? Keep yelling down the alley, I guess. <laughs> Was that Jimmy asking? Yes. Okay. Uh she starts to walk towards you. Yeah, she's a small, blonde, late teens. She's got a bloody nose. But it doesn't look like she's been otherwise harmed. And uh Thomason, as she comes into view, roll plus weird. Uh, nine. Man, that is, you were just... I'm really... not doing great with my weird rolls today, and it's not great. Thomason, as she, she walks up, you get the very distinct feeling that you maybe not know this person, but you are connected to this person somehow. Oh, great. And you can't describe it, but it is very strong feeling. So she, she comes within a few feet of you. Um, she's like, I, did you see that? Yeah, what was his deal? I'm not sure. Um, I was just, you know, doing some errands and, uh, well, what do you know, big big guy taking my, my bag. So that's Is cool. Is there anything valuable in it? or uh, About, about nine, $900. So, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Alora, Alora Key. Uh, it's nice to, sorry, what? Get my hat. Hmm? You're, you're who? Alora. Uh, Alora, Alora what? Key. What? So she's confused because because her name is also Key, and she's just having a bit of an existential crisis right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. She'll reset in a oh. minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I forgot what we were talking about. That was weird. Me too. Um, I gotta go. And I think she's just gonna start walking. You, you don't know where you are. Come back here. <laughs> and we just got here. You can't leave yet. Or if you do, come back with tacos. <laughs> I'm not sure that they what are, are tacos. tacos? Yeah. You don't have to. Okay, we're all leaving. No, clearly we're here for a reason. I To teach them tacos? Um, I'm going to go on a limb here and say the pink bright light there was you. 
It's a pens. Hers is purple. <laughs> hmm. So you also do magic? I mean, I don't. She definitely does. Thomason is like at the opposite end of the alley. <laughs> She's just not dealing with <laughs> it. Thomason, get back over here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of freaking out right now. I mean, I needed that $900. I, I have some, some debts to pay off. And like, if they don't get the money, then I'm just, it's not going to be good. So um, I should probably, I don't know if I can go find that guy. He's pretty big. Would you know, like, do you know him or is he just a random dude off the street? Like, I've never seen him before, but he's probably a vampire, so... I mean, I got that. <sighs> Great. Fucking vampire. You guys are dressed really weird. I'm sorry, is that rude? It just... No, this we were unprepared for where we were gonna... Uh... Land? Question mark? Have you been messing with interdimensional travel, too? Two? There's a second one? <laughs> we haven't even gotten through the first one. We're not ready for a sequel. <laughs> Sorry, as well. Um, I guess grammar is important in that case. Uh, so you are also met dealing with interdimensional travel? Not voluntarily. I've been working on some things. It hasn't gone well. I mean, I'm not, I, I am from here. So clearly I'm not doing a great job at the traveling part. We are decidedly not from here. So yeah, we are dressed a little weird. And if you know how we could fix that, that would be helpful. Um, Shopping. Montage. Shopping montage? Sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I I mean, clearly I don't have money, so that's going to be on you guys. Buddy pulls out his jar of infinite nugs <laughs> and says, I have a plan. But I don't, I don't think that the weed is going to help. Like, getting supremely stoned is not going to help. Well, no, I can just sell weed. Do people here smoke weed? Jimmy asks, what's her name? Alora? <laughs> Like pipe weed? Uh, Minnie would like. Or did I just say Minnie? You yes. did just say Minnie. Yes, All did. right, Minnie. my brain is not working. Buddy is my character. I am not my cat. I don't even <laughs> see Minnie right now. Somebody get me a new brain. I. This is this is just this is a great time <laughs> we're having here right now. <laughs> uh, well, I would like to uh, roll manipulate somebody to get people to buy weed from Buddy believe that's manipulate someone yeah i rolled a 12 on selling weed um travis how much is weed going for these days well i live in portland so they pretty much give it to you here <laughs> that's my experience well uh, i mean well it literally happened that way for you but uh like here the price of weed is so ridiculously low that i honestly don't know what people pay for it outside of portland we're, we're gonna say that in the amount of of the time that you were in, you made about $50. Okay, I just want one shopping's worth worth of clothes is all I was looking for. Sure. I was say, we're doing a lot of thought <laughs> considering this is an alternate dimension and we are unsure of what year it is. Yep. We could sell weed for just about whatever we want. <laughs> Can we also just ask Alora what year it is? Since she knows that 1903. we're... 1903. There you go. Thank you. Oh. Oh. You had $900 in 1903 money? Yes, it's a big deal. That's... Damn, we should find your purse. I mean, but we, we need to be appropriately dressed or we're never going to get anywhere because people are just going to be like, the fuck is your problem and try and throw us in a mental institution. Which in 1903, uh, not hard. 
Not um, hard, not pleasant. Yeah, you guys get some new clothes, buddy. It's a little difficult for you. Um, uh, buddy absolutely comes out with a monocle and a top hat and like a waist, like a like the flappy tails. I was going to say we cannot we cannot just breeze over the shopping trip as quickly as you're <laughs> breezing over it right now. It's hilarious that you thought that you could. <laughs> so, buddy's wearing a top hat and tails. Uh, yes, it's a red coat too. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> the red coats are coming. The red coats are coming. He still has his four-pocket uh, cargo pants on, though, because those are too good to take off. And his fanny pack? Uh, yeah. Jimmy? He has moved the fanny pack to the backside, though, as to not frighten any of the people in 1903 with this crazy technology of a bag that you can wear around your waist. You realize that, you know what, no, I'm not, not getting It's Buddy's logic, order. not real logic. <laughs> it's just this is around the same time period that women would have belts that were literally pockets, so they could just put the pockets on and then put the dress with the slits just on just put them it. on their pants. Anyways, Jimmy? Jimmy probably just pointed at a suit in the window and said, I'd like that, please. <laughs> Jimmy's wearing a black suit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thomason. Give me a second, I'm Googling inspiration. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it is definitely really just... Overly elaborate Victorian dress with a lot of lace, like way too much lace, like high neck, sleeves all the way down, and yeah, very cool. <laughs> very <laughs> like, great for action. Yeah. So the way we're dressed, Jimmy can blend in anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna blend in. You're like what, six foot nine at this point? I'm just picturing Mia Wazakowska's nightgown from Crimson Peak, so deal with Close. That, I guess. Oh, yeah. I just realized that with a top hat on, I'm definitely over seven feet tall. Yep. So now you're three very fancily dressed adults with a teenager who looks like she doesn't have a ton of money. So that's just a whole thing. Well, she did. So you guys are now dressed to fit in. Well, as much as... Let's go find a purse snatcher. Yeah, where do we start? Vampires. That's fun. Um, Is there a nest? that you're aware of is there an area of the city that they congregate in is it daytime it's nighttime it's nighttime so i feel like you don't quite understand how uh thing things work here which is you know you're not from here so that makes sense but um the vampires don't really have to hide here uh they kind of run part of the city it's not great we probably should have dressed up as vampires then you did. See? Um, see? <laughs> Thomason was thinking ahead. <laughs> Are you dressed like Nadia from What We Do in the Shadows? <laughs> I imagine very similar to that, yeah. <laughs> so the vampires run shit. Um, and that that was why I had all of the money. My my dad, uh, God rest his soul, um, owed owed them quite quite a bit of money. Pretty much everything we had. And I was gonna go pay that off, and now that you took it, so um, that's kind of where I am emotionally. <laughs> well, let's go find your purse. So you guys are gathered around in the in the street talking. You're, even though you, you're dressed like you belong there, you still kind of stick out. Buddy? Really? So odd. <laughs> Man, Jimmy needs a cane sword. Jimmy has a <laughs> fucking billy club sword. Yeah, but like the cane sword gives it that like Lucius Malfoy, like fancy man. Yeah. People have superfluous canes in that time period. I mean, they probably weren't superfluous. They were just, like, a thing that people used, so. You guys are, are minding your own business when all of a sudden you feel big hands on your shoulders and 
bags slipped over your head. Oh, well. Buddy, they do take your, your top hat off. It gets knocked off in the process. <gasps> Buddy attempts to rip all of them in half. <laughs> well, you have a bag over your head, so we'll see how that works. Roll. <laughs> kick some ass. That's a 12. Okay. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna do like a judo flip and just like throw one of them over my shoulder. Okay. It's like, Buddy is not flipping. No, I don't do the flip. Like, yeah, I, I, I grab their arm have. and I make yeah. them flip over me. Okay, so Buddy, you managed to get a hold of the one that, that is messing with you and flip him over your shoulder. But um, he is going to, well, land on his feet inhumanly and yep. come charging at you. Bag's still over your head. Um, so he's going to try to grab your arm. I look in his general direction and I say... Through the bag? Yeah, okay. through the bag still. And I say, put the top hat back on my head. Uh, he stops just before he gets to you, picks the top hat off the ground, and like puts it on over the bag. Yay! <laughs> um, and that being said, you guys uh, are being led. You don't know where. Um, you feel yourselves indiscriminately pushed into the backseat of uh, some sort of carriage car situation. And uh, you're taken on a little, little ride through Chicago. <laughs> That we can't see. That you can't see. But you can feel it. We could probably definitely smell it, even through those bags. Yeah, it smells like whatever steam smells like, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, like, sewage, because they don't have proper sewage yet. Yeah. This is I a was thinking more of a papoo smell. It's a steampunk-style city, though, so they do have a higher level of technology than they would have in 1914. Fair. Not I thought you said 1903. 1903. The plumbing works pretty fucking good in our city, but you can walk right outside and smell a turd and a pee. That's because I don't think that's the plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) Alternate dimension, not actually 1903. Everything smells like bananas. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so uh, after about 15 minutes in the carriage slash car, you can't tell. You are pulled out and led through a door into a room where the bags are pulled off. It's very loud in there. Uh, you can hear people screaming, cheering, um, glass breaking, because they didn't have plastic cups, even in that dimension, <laughs> in that time. So the, the bags are pulled off your head, and you find that you are in a stone-floored brick warehouse, except there are wooden bleachers set around the perimeter, and in the center is a roughly 30-foot-wide dirt circle. Uh, the circle is outlined in a chest-high concrete fence that seems to have a lot of cracks and dark stains on the inside. And also on the inside of the ring are two very, very pale men with their shirts off, their pants rolled up to the knee, and one of them is taking a running lunge at the other. Um, And as he meets the the other creature, I guess, chest, they both go careening into the wall, causing the floor to shake with impact, uh that you don't think a normal human body should make. Um, so the pair get up, and the one who had previously been on the business end of the wall stands up and lands an upper hook, sending the other man rocketing upward and causing something small to fly out of his mouth into the crowd. And then you hear one woman scream, I got a fang! <clears throat> Which causes the entire crowd to cheer loudly. So we walked into Vampire Fight Club? I don't know if we walked in. We were more escorted in. Vampire Fight Club. Vampire Fight Club. <laughs> it's called a callback. <laughs> Season two? 
We had a vampire fight club? No, we had a joke about a vampire fight club. Huh. Clearly, we all remember very well. <laughs> there was a container of Halloween treats on the table in the break room, and I said that there were vampire fangs in there, and then I had to clarify that they were the plastic fangs, and then vampire it fighting It sounds like a very up. good joke. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't remember. Remembers this. <laughs> There's a clip of it on our Instagram. <laughs> I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> um. So you notice now that you have been escorted. All of you, including Alora, have been escorted in by four. I'm going to say vampire goons. Are they going to make us do the vampire fight club? It's hard to say. Um. So they push you through the crowd under a sign that declares that you are in the pit. Oh. And uh lead you one by one up an iron uh, spiral staircase um, that will take you to a wooden door. It's kind of like a, you know, in a warehouse, how there's the office that overlooks the whole thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where they're taking you. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, basically the VIP box of this fighting ring. If it was a video game, that would be where the secret collectible item is. Yes. Basically the dad's office in Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Niche reference. I don't know. I got it. <laughs> Let's say most everybody's watched Jumanji. I mean, I've seen Jumanji, but that means nothing to me. And you have not seen Jumanji enough, and you should rectify that as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they reach you to a wooden door that's oddly nice for a shitty place like that. And uh, one of the men, people, knocks on the door before uh, shoving all of you unceremoniously into the room. And other than everything being way nicer than you probably expected for this particular location. Um, it's not a lot to note. Uh, there's a man sitting on a velvet couch in the corner, sipping a cup of tea and reading a book. And he looks up when you enter. Clearly, there's been a huge mistake. One of the, the goons pushes you even further into the room and says, we found her and the people that she was hanging out with. I don't know if they're important, but they're here. And the man on the couch Stands up, sets down his tea and book, and starts to look over you. And he seems very, like, more interested in Alora than you, even though you guys look like a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> and he looks down at her and says, I didn't describe this man. Anyway. That's I a weird thing Jude to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I have a very specific, that's why I thought it was weird that I hadn't described him. See, as this man comes closer and... I guess out of the shadow he was sitting in, which isn't great for reading, but, you know, vampire eyes. It is a short, dark-haired man in a pinstripe suit, and he definitely looks like Tony Shalhoub, because not all vampires are handsome. And that's just something you're gonna have to get used to. Did it have to be Tony Shalhoub? (laughs) It had to be Tony Shalhoub. (laughs) Do you have, like, an aversion to Tony Shalhoub for some reason? No. It's like Sadie's John Malkovich thing, because... (laughs) He's just so very Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Uh, he's not physically imposing, but you are intimidated by him. Just his his aura is very intimidating. You can tell that he means business. Detective business. <gasps> no. I think he does vampire fight club business. Yeah, mostly. Say so he walks over to Alora and he's like, oh, do you have what your father owed me? Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to do a conversation between two NPCs and I have two character voices. Yeah! And she just looks at up up at him and uh, shakes her head. She seems incapable of speech out of fear. Uh, so he turns his attention to you and says, do you have the money that I am owed? You guys stole it from her. 
earlier today. Not that long ago, really. Why why would I steal money that that makes no sense? Who are you? We're her friends. Long lost family, if you will. Shut up. <laughs> now that's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Because everything in our life is definitely a coincidence. That's how this works. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally a coincidence. Don't don't pay attention to the fact that I'm blonde. Um <sighs> look. Because everyone who's blonde <laughs> is related. <laughs> this this existential crisis is really is hard on you, isn't it? Your brain is just fried. It's not even that uncommon of a last name, but sure. Okay. Um So I I assume as her long lost family, you are aware of the we know there's uh, some debts. Money that there there are some debts, um, approximately nine hundred dollars, and uh, it is. And he looks at his pocket watch. It is approximately one hour late, so I think it's going to be an even one thousand dollars. But as as previously explained, one of your goons already stole that nine hundred dollars while she was on her way to getting it to you. So- now. Why would I have someone steal the money that I, don't know, I needed from you're her, and then dirty businessman <laughs> to, to to bring you in here, which is just wasting company hours? I mean, dirty businessman. Dirty businessman. <laughs> uh, you're a vampire. You seem like kind of an ass. I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> Jimmy assumes he's gonna now- get his ass kicked right now, so he might as well enjoy it. <laughs> Say, it does feel like a very convenient way to get your money and also still get to intimidate and harass her. So, just saying. He stares blankly at you for a second before uh, turning and and, and walking away. Kind of doing that intimidating thing where you turn and walk away and then turn back around at a longer distance. (laughs) (laughs) You know that thing. stupid when you describe it, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Clearly... There has been some sort of um, misunderstanding as I don't operate that way. Uh, You don't get to be where I am today by pulling shit like that. So I am going to offer you uh, a way to make this right. You have another two days to get me my $1,000. And if you don't, um, well, you can just fight for it in the pit. This is how Jimmy almost died. Does that seem equitable? <laughs> I'm gonna say, can we just like skip to the pit part? Because we've got like this guy and a Bigfoot. So, <laughs> yes, I, I think the the only way that you could possibly make this up to me, should you not be able to pay it back in two days, is to fight Big Ben. Uh, and as he says, oh, Big I Ben, I could fight a clock. As he says, Big Ben, <laughs> the four goons that brought you in, like gasp audibly. <laughs> I'm gonna call it right now. Big Ben is actually tiny. <laughs> incorrect um this guy is giving i'm gonna me call it now vibes. big ben is actually a clock <laughs> i'm just gonna say it this guy is giving me radigan vibes and i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna let you go but just know that in two days i expect to have all 1000 of the dollars that this young woman's family owes me legally <laughs> or you go in the pit and the debt will be transferred to this, again, young lady's younger brother. Seems fair? I think that seems fair. What was that last part? Be transferred to the... Oh, the transferring of the debt? 
Yeah, that's I admit it was just that it was going to be transferred. I didn't get what was being transferred. Oh, the the debt, like as in they will still owe me the money, but this time it won't be her, as I assume she will be perished. Well, you're going to make her fight in the pit too. All of She's you. Little. I'm little. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy looks over, obviously not little, and goes, "I'm little." No, no. Well, it seems like you should get to work finding who stole my money then. It was you. Rude. We've already we've crossed this bridge. We, we're just coming back. We've, we've had this conversation. What makes you think that it was me? I'm I'm very curious here. Is it was vampire? a vampire who just so happened to know where she would be, and because she was coming to see you. So you're under the impression that you're under the impression that all vampires know each other and operate under the same. Yeah. It's a little racist. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, in 1903 in Chicago, where vampires, you know, run part of the city, that uh, you have some prejudices. I would love for you to prove us wrong by, you know, not killing her. I haven't killed her yet. But you could just, like, take it off the table. I still want my money, though. It is a gambling debt owed to me by the Key family, and I will be collecting on it. I'm just saying, like... You could take the killing her part of it off the table. I'm not saying, like, we just don't pay you, but, like, you could take the killing her part of it off the table. Roll manipulate someone, please. Hold on. Manipulate someone is... Fuck, manipulate someone is charm. That's an 11. Mm. I will consider not making her fight in the pit. However, someone is going to have to fight. Nose goes. What was that? Nose goes? (laughs) Nose goes. Really? Because you're the one we're going to pick to fight in the pit, not myself or Buddy. <laughs> he seems very bored with this, and he kind of waves his hand, and the goons uh, seize you all by the shoulders and lead you out the door. He doesn't like so. our family bickering? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you now have 48 hours to come up with a thousand old-timey dollars, which, in today's money, is a lot. So much money. It's like 250 <laughs> Um, so are we just going to keep selling the infinite nugs or? That one is like, what, $50? That's Yeah, you owe um about $27,000. Jesus Christ. What? All right, our best bet is probably. How much did your dad gamble? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Like, after my brother disappeared, he kind of, um. Lost it a little, and then, you know, you you lose all the you, family uh-huh. house and the... So... Your brother disappeared? Yeah. I was trying to do something, and I um made a mistake, and uh, no no one really knows where he went. So this is what you meant by you were messing with interdimensional travel? Uh, yes. Not voluntarily, but, you know, it happens, I guess. All right. My my grandma's spellbook didn't really specify how you do certain things, so I'm kind of winging it. We should we should have you look at that spellbook, Thomason. Thomason's just gone real quiet, and she's not talking a lot. All right. So our best bet is probably to try and track down the goon that stole the money, but we should also probably. I might have a lead on that. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know who it was. Um, that that's kind of out of my hands, but I have a friend who might know a spell that can help us track where it went. Didn't you just say that spells do not work well for you? That's what I have a friend <laughs> who can do the spell. Okay. All right. So, plan A: this friend who can do a spell. 
plan B. Uh, we sell Buddy in some sort of like bachelor type auction. I would just sell Buddy to be the- my next. Why Buddy? The novelty. Look at not- him. <laughs> <laughs> buddy was going to say that we can invent tacos and we'll make like a million dollars. That will take time for take off, though. You know what I mean? Like, let's invest in Apple tacos. Well, yeah, because you have to like get people to like try it for the first time. Like once they try it, they'll be hooked. But like you know, there's always that first <laughs> one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, let's, um, we can't really take your, your, uh, automobile. That's a little odd. I don't even know if it's an automobile. What uh, if we put a top hat on the car? I think we're just going to take the street car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're going to stop there and we'll pick back, <laughs> pick back up, uh, later. Um, all right. Yeah, there's some, some establishing establishing stuff um probably not gonna record on a sunday afternoon again yeah all right kids whatever uh how do we get out of here uh oh i start and it is uh please follow us on social media um instagram and twitter specifically at monsterpod and you can find us on the interwebs at monsterpod.monster and thanks lisa for our cover art you can find her at lisa spiller on patreon and remember to rate, subscribe, review. Also, thank you to Gumball for our theme song. And um, I don't know. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Destruction of property. What, what are you doing? It's the new ad for Afternoonified. I heard the kids these days like those things. Okay, but we talk about more than just murder and mayhem. I mean, we also do science, there's paranormal, history, other weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Murder. Mayhem. History. Science. Basic civics sometimes. Afternoonified releases wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday on the Sublo Media Network. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelomedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.